0: and welcome to this episode of Youth Politics Action. This is a podcast created by the Youth Political Assembly to help youth connect with politics and government in a better and closer way. My name is Crystal Chan, and I'll be your host for today's episode recording from Vancouver. Today, we are joined by the Honorable Karina Gold, the Liberal Member of Parliament for Burlington, who was first elected to the Federal Cabinet in 2015 and then again in 2019. She is also currently the Minister of International Development for Canada.
1: Uh, Hi, Karina. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks, Crystal. Yeah. Uh, Awesome. As a young female politician, can you tell us what got you to where you are today and what advice you would give to young people, particularly young women who want to get involved in politics?
2: Well, I think the best advice I can give anyone is, um, you know, to walk through doors when they open, because there's lots of opportunities that are put in front of you and uh, to seize them, right? Um, you know, the, the way I got to where I am, uh, I guess, is that Um, you know, when I graduated from my master's degree, I came home to Canada, I was working in Toronto. um, And I decided that I wanted to volunteer for my local uh, liberal association in Burlington, because I didn't like the direction um, that the previous conservative government was going in. And so I said to myself, you know, I'm going to volunteer and I'm going to do everything I can to help us get a liberal elected in Burlington. And because of that, volunteer work because of the energy I put into it. Someone noticed me and said, hey, did you think about running yourself? And um, I have to admit that I didn't. Uh, that was not something that I was considering. I thought, you know, I was gonna volunteer, but I had a job, I was working, I was I was fine. And then they kind of planted the seed and encouraged me. Um, and then I took, you know, I took the risk. Um, and I thought, you know, the worst thing that will happen is I have a really great experience. I meet some really fantastic people. But I might as well try, um, and then you know I I dove in earnestly um, and worked really really hard um, for you know about two years <laughs> before before the actual election itself. I guess a year and a half. Um, mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, reached out to people in my community, uh, you know, knocked on doors, listened to what was important to them. uh, And then, you know, tried to build relationships and trust with with my community. And and it paid off um, in October 2015 when when I was elected to parliament. So, you know, politics is a bit of um, it's a bit of a combination of luck and hard work, but you can't have one without the other. Um, and so it was, it was a lot of hard work, um, you know, a lot of engaging, a lot of listening. Uh, and uh, I'm very grateful that I was elected in 2015 and then reelected in 2019. But I think it's all about seeing when opportunities present themselves and uh, having the courage to, um, to, to try and take those opportunities.
1: Yep, that's great to hear. Um, On another note, uh, how has Canada been responding to the COVID-19 pandemic internationally, uh, particularly for youth?
2: Yeah, it's a really good question. So, you know, COVID-19 uh, doesn't know borders. It doesn't really care about borders. So just like we are, you know, very much affected here in Canada, so too is the rest of the world. And while it doesn't care about, you know, your... Your age or your gender or your race or your income, it does have a disproportionate impact on lower income and racialized people and, of course, the elderly as well. Um, And when it comes to what Canada is doing around the world, part of our philosophy and motto is that, you know, until everyone in the world is safe from COVID-19 nobody is safe and so uh, since uh, last March we've announced uh, 1.6 billion dollars in assistance to help fight the pandemic both in terms of you know providing money for research and development of vaccines and then actually putting money to buy vaccines um, to support developing countries as well as um, to fight kind of the, the shadow pandemics is what we're calling them of of gender based violence and the fact that you know uh, kids are are out of school at one point in the pandemic 1.5 billion children around the world were out of school there's still hundreds of millions of children who have not returned to the classroom um and you know even here in Canada we have a number of jurisdictions where kids are 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 um, learning from home again. Um, So our response has really been about addressing the health, the the health emergency, but also uh, ensuring that we're providing support to frontline organizations that provide um, you know, support and protection against gender-based violence, um, against child abuse, uh, organizations like UNICEF or the UN um, uh, Trust Fund Against Violence Against Women. Uh, we're also supporting uh, education initiatives to help enable remote, remote learning in places where there just isn't the same kind of access to technology that we have here in Canada. And we know even here in Canada how challenging it is for a lot of young people to have had to transition to online learning um, and in the developing world you know that's even greater where access to internet or technology just doesn't exist and so supporting um ministries of education and teachers and students transition to remote learning either by you know doing t uh, education on uh radio or tv or even just printing materials to have them distributed those those are a few of the things that we're doing as well as supporting um programs like the world food program that uh, was responsible for delivering a lot of uh, hot meals uh, at school and because kids can't go to school they 've actually pivoted to deliver those meals to their home so that for you know for some of those kids that might have been the only meal they got that day and so at least they are continuing to access you know that food and nutrition so there's a lot of things that we're doing, but those are those are a few of the highlights
1: yeah, it has been quite the time for us all um How is the government also
2: helping young Canadians at home? yeah so uh, we have been doing a number of things um one of which is, uh, support to the provinces and territories through the, um, safe education restart program. And so we, you know, we just signed another deal for the second half of that, but that's $2 billion that we've transferred to the provinces and territories to help make um, learning in school and at home safe and accessible. And so provinces, you know, have been doing different things either with uh, direct transfers to families to help, you know, with the higher cost of either, you know, internet access because everybody's working and studying from home or even purchasing, um, you know, additional, um technology and equipment so that everyone can be connected. We also increased the Canada Child benefit, recognizing that you know there's a higher cost associated for a lot of families. Um, Uh, who have children learning at home now. Uh, We also put a moratorium on uh, repaying uh, the the interest on student loan repayments um, at the height of the pandemic. And a number of initiatives like, um, you know, increasing the Canada summer jobs program to make sure that we're um, hiring more youth who who need it, as well as um, during the height of the pandemic, the Canada Emergency Student Benefit, uh, recognizing that a lot of students uh, were unable to work um, because a lot of the jobs that they would have done didn't exist because of stay at home orders um that we had that had been imposed for public health reasons so uh, a whole bunch of of different things to support uh, young people and youth um and families to help bridge through this pandemic
1: thank you um, and our final question uh, in regards to the future what is the main challenge ahead of us for 2021 and what would you like to see achieved this year
2: oh wow that's an excellent question i mean i think one of the things that or the biggest challenge is really getting through this pandemic um, you know, just a couple of days ago, it was Bell Let's Talk Day. And uh, I think, you know, it resonated so much with people this year because a lot of people are, they're tired of being at home. They want to get back to their lives and, you know, get back to the way things used to be and seeing their friends and their family and, and doing all of those fun things. And, you know, we, we just have to, you know, get through this and, um, you know, really recognizing that there is light at the end of the tunnel, that, you know, we have started to deliver vaccines here in Canada and more on their way. But the biggest thing we're going to have to do is make sure that we get Canadians uh, vaccinated uh, and so that we can return to some kind of a normal life, um, you know, over the course of this year. And I think to keep Canadians uh, with us in the process, because I think, as I said, people are are getting tired and I understand that, but we, you know, we really have to kind of stick together and keep up that, that solidarity so that we can get through the pandemic and reduce um, the risk of transmission. Um, And of course, the other thing is, um, you know, the advent of of the new variants um, of COVID-19. So it's really important that we all keep following the guidance of public health so that we can get through this, get vaccinated and get back to a more normal way of life.
1: Thank you for sharing. Um, And with that, uh, this episode of Youth Politics Action has come to a close. I'm so glad we had this opportunity to talk with you today, Karina, and I wish you all the best. Thank you,
2: Crystal. Same to you. Take care.
0: Thank you for tuning into this episode of Youth Politics Action with Liberal MP and Minister of International Development, Karina Gold. Tune back in two Saturdays from now when our next episode will premiere. For now, follow at the Youth Political Assembly on Instagram for student opportunities and political stories, opinions, and explanations.